What's happening? This your boy Natty Free. I'm gonna welcome y'all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, on thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. Enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 86, and I'm truly honored to still be the chosen vessel against the steward over this here ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to dissect and review the Rockies album and um, just go into detail about the tracks and how the project came along. But before I do that, I just want to briefly talk to you all about some things that the Lord has been speaking to me about, has been preaching to me about. And the big thing that he's been preaching to me about is to give it all to him. Now, I won't go into detail, and I don't know what all means to you, but giving it all to him. Um, Pastor Mark was talking about whatever we're going through, whatever situation we're in, to give it to him, to let his will be done, to let him have his way, and to just watch how things change in our life. You know, um, I think about how when issues come up, our initial reaction is to try to fix it. We try to hurry up and fix it, right? And there's just some things, dare I say, there's a lot of things that we can't fix. We can fix, you know, we we, we can change a tire. We can fix a a door handle we can fix a lot of things you know if there's a tear in our shirt we can sew that together um the list goes on right but when we're talking about the spiritual the emotional things there's things that we, we can't fix those things right we can we can help we can assist we can pray but we ultimately can't fix it right <clears throat> it's like we're in a doctor office and we're just that person where, you know, like like when my wife and me, when we go to our uh, appointments for the for the uh, for the baby, there's a lady who who's really awesome, really sweet, and we really enjoy her. But you know, all she does is take us to the back. Um, she ta- and she you know books our appointments, but ultimately she's taking us to the actual doctor who will be doing the actual work and having the actual answers. You know, what I'm saying like. This particular person cannot, her expertise isn't in these things. She can't really answer questions that we have. She can't give my wife, uh, you know, prescriptions that she might need, but she's taken to the person who can. And so uh, when I look at the spiritual sense, that's, we need to be that person. But ultimately we think, and we try to be the actual doctor. And it's not, it's not expertise, right? We can mistake knowing all this earthly stuff for thinking that we could fix things that are spiritual. You know, um, a lot of things that happen in our life, in our households, our job, um, in this world, they are spiritual matters. And so when your house is in chaos, when your job is is just ridiculous, um, when you turn on the news and there's just pure chaos and just whatever, you can't use 
your own methods. We need to go into prayer. We need to submit those things to God. And so I've been reminded that uh, he's always my best bet. No matter what things look like, he is my best bet. He is always my best bet. And so, like I said, I can't, I don't want to get into detail about my life per se, but I'll just say to you, I don't know what you got going on in your life, what you're dealing with, but give it to God. Let God have his way. You know, um, just, just, it's been so timely, you know, hearing Mark's message uh, yesterday at, at service. And then, um, when I was having my Bible study with my son last night, we're on the crucifixion. And when Jesus, there's 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 multiple times where, uh, so before the crucifixion, right? When he's in the garden and, you know, the, the he goes out to pray three times, it really stood out to me that Jesus was speaking from his heart saying that, if there is any other way that this can be done, but have your way, Lord, may your will be done. So although Jesus was, 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 you know, dealing with the, the weight of having to take on all of our sins, having to go on the cross, even though it was a lot for him, even in that situation where he asked if there was another way. He ultimately said, may your will be done. May you have your way. And when you look at it, him submitting to God's way, look at how things turned out, right? Like you and I wouldn't be here. And so um, just looking at, I, I think that we read scripture and we think it's really cool. It's a really cool story. It's fun. And we don't, we forget that this is real. This is life in that when we read scripture, like I said last week, scripture is not about us. Scripture is about Jesus. And so, you know, a lot of times we say, well, I don't have an example of what this looks like or what that looks like. And sure, I may not have a physical example in my life of what such and such looks like. Like I don't have a physical physical example of what a two-parent household looks like. like I don't, or I don't have an example of a marriage with healthy communication, right? But there's a lot of things I didn't have an example of that I was able to navigate through and figure out. And so when we say that we don't have an example, it's a lie because we look at Jesus, right? You know, it's like, oh, well, how do I obey God's will? It's so hard. And we can look at Jesus as our example. You know, you know, like we always talk about, you know, obeying. Um, we, we always tell our kids, you know, it's something that I feel like all parents do is we uh, drill it in our kids' head that the Bible says to obey, to um, to honor your, your father and mother. And it's like, what does that look like? But if you look at Jesus, he shows you what that looks like to honor your father, you know, and so... Um, It's just been a, a reminder just to submit, to give it to him. You know, Mark talked about just sitting in something, you know, um, sitting in that horrible work situation, um, sitting in that rough, that rough patch in marriage, um, sitting in that, in that, in that uh, worldwide pandemic, 
um, sitting in those financial hardships, sitting whatever that is, and letting God have his way. Because on the back end of it, it's going to be so beautiful. As opposed to if I have my way, if I keep trying um, my earthly knowledge, right? You know, I was talking to my son last night and he was asking me what's knowledge. And he was he was asking me like what's the difference between like wisdom and knowledge? And I was telling him, you know, we think that we have wisdom, but we don't have it. And he my son's very argumentative. He likes to be like right, he likes to, you know, whatever. And so he's like humans are wise. And I was explaining to him that if we keep it 100 Human knowledge is just a lot of remembered things, right? You know, like I look at my job, right? Like the people who are really great at my job, it's a lot of remembered stuff. Like people who are good at school, it's just remembering the stuff that you've read. It's it's, it's very much, you know, just copy and paste. It's not something that we discover on our own. When you think of God's wisdom, that wisdom is beyond knowledge. It's not something that he could just pick up in a book. It's not something that someone taught him. It's him being all-knowing. The wisdom has a different gravity to it. We can only get that from him. And so I'm just I'm just I'm just reminded that my little knowledge that I may try to use to fix my work situation, to fix um whatever it may be, is nothing compared to God's wisdom. So um I just have to sit in it. You know, a lot of times um, when we're going through hardships, it's easy to escape, right? Um, whether that's, um, you know, sometimes I see people where they end up getting a hobby, right? Going to the gym or they get obsessed with a certain hobby or um, social media, eating, all these different things, right? We do these different things to, to get an escape, to get um, relief from whatever it is that's going on. Um, you know, changing jobs right you know we're at one job and it's not serving us anymore and so we quit that job and we look for something that meets our expectations something that's easier something that's whatever but what if god wants us to sit in that uncomfortable job what if god wants us to sit in that situation so that he could be glorified you know you think about um in exodus how Moses keeps going to Pharaoh over and over and over again, and 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 he keeps hardening uh, Pharaoh's heart over and over and over again, and they just keep going through it, right? But on the back end of it, you got to see God show up for them in an amazing way in the Passover, right? And so, I guess what I'm saying is just that it's just easy to what what when we what our with our free will, there's so many ways to escape, right? You could leave that marriage. You could quit that job. Um, you could come home and, 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 and drink until you get numb. You could do drugs. You can, um, you know, get a side piece. Uh, you can whatever. There's so many ways to escape. You know, you could get on social media and bury yourself in that. Um, you can watch TV and ignore, you know, you could do all kinds of things, right? Uh, you can work a job that, you know, whatever it may be, right? There's all these escapes, but 
God has reminded me to sit in it, to let him work it, to let him work through that situation, to let to to let you experience his goodness, his grace, his love. Right. We can't experience him if we keep running from his blessings, if we keep um walking if we keep having our way having our will if we don't let him have his way how can we say we're truly experiencing him how can you say you're experiencing god if every time he gives you a trial you find a way out you don't go through that trial you got to go through that trial so um that's just a reminder for me um This walk is not a self-help book. <laughs> like, like when you think about all the other religions, when you think about um, all these self-help books and all this stuff that the world makes, it's meant to make us feel good about ourselves. But I think the beauty of Christianity is that the worse you feel about yourself, the better you feel. Like last episode, I talked about how I'm so messed up. I'm so sinful. I'm so bad that God had to send his only son for me to die. As 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 I was reading the crucifixion with my son, um, you know, going through that with him for the first time. I just look just just looking and thinking about what Jesus had to go through because of me. Because of how bad I am, because of how bad I was how bad I am that he had to do all that. He had to endure that because of me. That's humbling, but it also is comforting to know that someone would go that far for me, that someone loves me that much. And that is what I find peace in. When I'm going through hardships, when 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 this world seems hopeless, when I just don't have it, I don't want to wake up, I don't want to do this, I don't want to talk to nobody, when I'm just in one of those funks, what gives me hope, what keeps me going is his love, his goodness. And you've got to hang on to that because everything, everyone is going to fail you, is going to let you down, going to betray you, but he won't. And so although I look at that and I think, man, I'm horrible, I'm reminded how good he is, how much that someone loves me that much as someone who has spent who has spent my life dealing with rejection, dealing with being gaslighted, dealing with being ignored, um, dealing with the feelings of not being loved, going through depression, dealing with anxiety and to know that there's someone who endured all that for me who love me that much that can't help but to warm you if it don't then you don't understand what happened you don't get it and that's what i hang on to that's what keeps me pushing um it's not it's not it's not uh how blessed i am that keeps me pushing it's not my paycheck that keeps me going it's not um you know music uh it keeps me pushing it's not it's not 
It's none of that. It's him. It's him. I mean, it's him. Because you, you, you reach a point in your life where no matter what you have, he's all you got. He's your best shot. And so um, I just, man, <clears throat> give me a second. Um, man, just don't treat this like a self-help. This is not meant to boost you up, to make you feel good. It's to draw you near to him. It's to draw you into a relationship with him, to let you know that you need a savior and that you have a savior who is willing. You know, um, people haven't always been willing in my life. People have been able, but not willing. Not only is God willing, not only is God able, but he's willing. A lot of us are able, right? I don't make a lot of money, but I make enough money where I'm able to do some things, right? Where I'm able to, you know, there's this guy who, um, you know, he's going through a hard time in his life. And he will text me at times, you know, to, to borrow $40. And I'm in a situation where I'm able to give him that money. Do I always give it to him? No. If I'm being honest, no. But I am able. I'm just not willing. God is not only able, but he's willing. He's willing. And um, that's just so comforting. If that doesn't comfort you, I don't know what will. And if that and if there's something else that's comforting you, just know that it will fail you. It will fail you. I guarantee you it will fail you. I have looked for comfort in sex, relationships, money, success, um, stability, you name it. I've looked for stability, I've looked for and everything. And all of it has let me down. All of it. I once used this episode to get into the Rock Keys album. I realized that I've been talking about it, but there's been so much on my heart that I haven't really got a chance to really dissect the album. So we're going to go track by track. I'm going to start with um, the, the first song, Exalt. So as some of you may or may not know, I, in my mind, see all of my albums as one continuing project. So if you remember from God I'm Trying, the last track was Thank You God Part 2. And that's the one where it's talking about, you know, uh, I was with the, I was with Paul, no apostle on Zoom, just trying to spread the gospel, you know, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, and it ends with Cyrus's prayer. And so the next, so the first song on this album is Exalt. And so now we're exalting his name. And um, going into his album, I wanted every track to have a one word title, you know, and I always looked at this t- as this album as transitioning out of God I'm Trying and transitioning into the album that's going to follow this one. And so before I even say anything, I just want to thank you all for showing this project so much love because, like I said, there wasn't much fanfare behind us. There wasn't um, a bunch of features. There wasn't uh, physical CDs for the first time. Um, 
there was just a lot of things that weren't that didn't accompany this project. There weren't any promo videos, no nothing, and y'all still showed up, and that's much. So I appreciate that love. Um, so yeah, the first song is Exalt. Um, oh, the artwork, artwork. Uh, it's a baby picture of me, man. As some of you may or may not know, Nat Freeman was a a name, an alias that I chose for myself. And it was a name that I chose for myself in a time where I was trying to be my own savior, where I was thinking that a a name change would give me a fresh start on life, a new outlook, and that under the name Nat Freeman, I could do new things and have a fresh start. And so um, Rakis is, 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 is going back to and acknowledging um, who I am and where I came from. And so, uh, hence the baby picture, just taking it back to the beginning, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, leaving the whole Nat Freeman thing behind. I mean, obviously the the artist name is still there, but you get get my gist. Um, So Exalt is the first track. Like I said, I produced a track myself. um, And that track is just as simple. It's, It's just continue on from the last album so it's exalt you know just exalting him giving him praise honoring him you know uh honoring his name and just starting off letting people know like we're gonna exalt his name we're gonna give him praise um with this gift with this project with every line that i speak we're gonna exalt him you know this 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 music thing this music journey for me this music ministry is not about um how many plays i could get how much money i could make going viral it's about uh, worshiping him. You know, some people, they do it in the pulpit. Some people do it, um, you know, wherever. But this is where, this is the platform he's given me to worship him. So I'm going to use it. Um, which leads to the next song, Champagne. Champagne, honestly, was the original title for this album, but I changed it. And Champagne is just, uh, there's there was a song uh, Otis, Otis by Jay Z and um, Kanye, and Kanye has a bar where he says, "If all my pain," he said, uh, "I forget what he says, but he says uh, something about his turning his pain to champagne." And so I thought that was pretty cool. So I was like, "Champagne would be a perfect track title where you know I'm talking about my pain, but how I turned that pain to champagne, you know, something that's uh, luxurious." You know what I'm saying, like. How God took this brokenness, took uh, this 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 broken being, and turned into something beautiful, right? And so I think there's a part where it says, like, uh, didn't know I was so lovely, didn't know someone that could love on me back then, thought I was ugly, you know, whatever. And so it's just like showing, um, turning pain, turning hurt into champagne, you know, um, my poetry books, you know, a lot of stuff that I did, the poetry books was 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 heartbreak, depression, a lot of hurt, man. Like, and I turned that into champagne. Uh, dare I say, not me, he did. Um, the next track is called Running. This is one of my favorite songs. I love Logan Houston. The track is produced by him. Uh, champagne is produced by me. Um, Running. It's produced by Logan Houston. He provides vocals. You know, he's the one, and I'm lost and I'm sad. I keep running. I keep it. You know what I'm saying? So that's Logan Houston. He he provided vocals and he produced it. 
he mixed and mastered it, engineered it. So big ups to him. Um, I think the song was called Came a Long Way at first, but like I said, I changed all these songs to one word title. So running, you know, it's just uh, at the end of Champagne, if you go back and listen to Champagne, at the end, you hear somebody, you hear some heavy breathing, you know, like someone's running. And so uh, it's just about running, you know, it's about, we talk, I, I just talked about being, you know, standing still in the pain, right? Standing still in whatever you're going through. And I spent a lot of my time, a lot, a lot of my life running, running from job to job, running from situation to situation. And so uh, I just kept running, you know, I kept moving, you know, I even moved from church to church, right? And so uh, that's just the whole gist of it. It's just running. And then, you know, it's like talking about, how far I've come, you know, and just how I have even further to go, which leads to the next song, uh, Struggle. Um, it's produced by Imani Beats. He was a guy I found on the internet. But, um, you know, I was talking about, <clears throat> I thought that it would be a smooth transition to go from running to struggle, you know. And so Struggle is just talking about the struggle that I've been through, you know, just talking about how, you know, it's easy to look at where I'm at now and to applaud me, to clap for me, whatever it is. But it was a struggle to get here. It, it was a lot. It took a lot to get me here. It took a lot for the Lord to get me to this point. And not because of him, but because of me. And so struggle is just is just speaking on that, that long uh, journey, that long path. You know, even when it starts off, it says it took a long time, but it was on time. Now we online before the internet. Um, and so I was like, yeah, you know, it took a long time, but it was on time, right? You know, like I always tell people, I can only imagine what my life would look like if I was a non-believer in this national world pandemic. If I could imagine being a non-believer on March 2020, what I would have done, how I would have responded, where I'd be today. I... I don't even want to think about it. And so that's that one, which leads us into Sheep, produced by me. Um, and it's just about being a sheep. You know, it's about, you know, me needing a shepherd. And then uh, it's just, yeah. So it's like, you know, it goes from running to struggle. And now it's talking about me acknowledging me being a sheep, me being lost, you know, me being a wanderer, me uh, needing a shepherd, me needing something, someone greater than me, a force higher than me, you know, so sheep is very much uh, humbling myself and you know coming to a different space right the next song is a fun one um it's Jaden, uh and it's uh produced by me with vocals completely from my oldest son jackson and so the reason why it's called Jaden is because uh there's this one song that my wife always plays and uh Jaden he really likes this song my youngest son he really likes this song and so uh, I remember just kind of wanting, wanting to make a beat with that same vibe. So the song was just an instrumental. It was just like an interlude, something. And every time I was making a beat, Jaden would run to me and start dancing and start like, he loved this song. So I was like, I don't have a title for the song, so I'm going to name it after my son because he loves it so much. And then I used to play it all the time, you know, and he would dance and eventually... <clears throat> I was we were we were home one day and Jackson just walks up and he's like, yo, 
I want to record to this. So, you know, we just put the song on. And I think he did like two takes. Um, he didn't like his first take. And so he did a second take. And he just he just freestyled it. He didn't write that down. And so it was just a fun song. You know, uh, I always like to get Jackson involved on the, uh, the, the main albums. Like, you know, like he's on God I'm Trying. He's on Rock Keys, obviously. So I always like to I always like to uh, get him involved, you know. Um, I know one thing for me, and I talk about this a lot on the, on the podcast, was I enjoyed my dad, including me, and whatever it was he was doing. It, it just it just felt good to be included and just working side by side with my dad. So then you got that song. So now I feel like that was a little interlude, a little break, and then we get back to album. So now we got rest, and um. This is produced by the GOAT Esquire Ali. And um, this church I was going to, uh, they have a song like Holy Spirit, um, I Need You to Rest on Me or something like that. And I remember I was in the shower and I just kept hearing, rest on me, rest on me, rest on me. And then uh, I just had the, I just had the, I had the melody already. I had the, I had the, the, the song in my head. And then Esquire Lee ended up sending me like four or five beats. And I heard this song and like that beginning, that beginning matched the melody I had. The rest on me, rest on me. That beginning going, ah, like it had, it had a perfect, it matched the melody that I had. So it was just like hand and glove fit. Uh, I mean, rest on me, you know, it's just about the Holy Spirit, you know, needing the Holy Spirit to rest on me, you know, come into my life, intervene, you know. And just be there for me. And just once again, you know, carrying on from sheep, you know, uh that that same uh theme of 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 submittal, that same theme of of needing a savior, uh of you know acknowledging my uh reliance on him. So let me get into grace. So you see how the songs are kind of flowing. So grace, um, is obviously just speaking on needing grace, you know, and just acknowledging his grace. It's another beat that I produce. So, um, yeah, you know, it's just once again. So we're going from the submittal and acknowledging him and giving it to him. And now we're in a space where it's like I'm acknowledging grace and the grace that I that's been given to me, which we go on to the next track, which is Plug. Um, this is a song that was added at the end. That wasn't originally on the album, but I sent it to my wife because I thought that it would match the vibe of the album. And she was like, yo, this needs to go on the album. So, boom, there it was. And um, I remember I was watching this. There's this guy named Shama. Um, he's like a Christian, like a uh, Christian comedic influencer, I guess. And he had he had this one line on his video where he goes, um. He goes, he goes, uh, something about being a hope. He, he's like, I'm a hope dealer. You need some hope. And so, uh, I thought that was hecka clever. And so, um, I remember there was a time in my life where my finances were so bad. I called up my homie Chuck, rest in peace, Chuck. Um, and I was like, yo, I need you to put me on. I need to, I need to move some weight so I could get some money. And I remember calling him and then like, uh, you know, in between the waiting time being like, you know what, dog, it's okay. I'm gonna figure this out. But I remember making that call. And so, uh, 
with the plug, it was like, I was like, this would be dope, right? Because, you know, the plug in the hood is obviously someone who got drugs, who got to connect on, you know, illegal things, right? And so I thought it'd be dope for me to be a spiritual plug, you know, and how he's the plug, right? Like, he's my supplier, and I'm the plug for y'all. So it's like, um, same name. I think and there's a part in the song where I say, same number, if you need me, if you need prayer, hit me up. If you need me, I'm the plug. Um, I used to want to be a dope dealer. Now look at me. I'm a hope dealer. I know that he sees us. Don't follow me. Follow Jesus. So it's like he is the supplier, right? Like every plug, everybody has a plug, right? Like every little dude that you buy from on the street, they got a connect that they going to who, you know, has large quantities. So to me, it was like God is the supplier of, of grace, of all these things that I'm able to to supply to people so you know that's where the the used to want to be a dope dealer now look at me i'm a hope dealer it, it worked out because it was like oh like i'm a hope dealer now you know that was pretty tight um christ alone this is this was one another one that my wife saved i didn't like this song personally but this is one that people actually love a lot that i get a lot of feedback on so yeah um christ alone it's just talking about how uh He's all we need. Like, if God never blessed me with a family, if God never blessed me with a job or a car, I should still be happy. You know, like, like it's talking about how I don't need nothing but him. They're just things. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so Christ alone is just speaking on how all I need is him. But... um. The original title was called Christ Plus Nothing because, you know, um, Tim Keller talks about how we don't really, we're not really content with just with just God himself. You know, it's like we want God plus um, uh, a, a perfect body. We want God plus um, wealth. We want God plus sex. We want God plus, um, you know, whatever it is, a big house. You know, we, we don't just want God. We want god plus the stuff you know we're like the the prodigal sons in that sense where it's like we don't appreciate the father we appreciate the stuff right you know it's if, if god if god didn't give us anything but himself like he didn't give us stuff he just gave us him would that be enough and that's what this song is is touching on it's just uh it's just only needing christ and it's like y'all i need i tried the sex Tried the alcohol, tried the weed, I tried, you know, everything. It's like, I just need you. You're all I need. Like, every time I try something, I real I learn once again, all I need is you. Um Slave. Slave produced by me again. This is another this was the original song that I, I think I I did drop this the day after Fourth of July. But it's but like it it, it complements the Christ alone concept where it's like, um, you know, popping fireworks, but you still ain't free. Pay all your tax, but you still ain't free. Got you a business, but you still ain't free. Got you a home, but you still ain't free. So it's talking about how, like, you do all this stuff that is supposed to make you free, right? You do all this stuff. Like, this is stuff that's supposed to set you free. You know, people have told you, if you do X, Y, and Z, you will be free. And that's a lie. And so, uh, yeah, it's just talking about that.
talking about, you know, just being free. Um, then we get into Rakis, uh, just a track named after me. Um, that's all there really is to it. You know, like just a track, just kind of like as the album is ending, you know, I'm now, you know, freeing myself from the bondage of thinking that I could save myself, you know, and accepting and and and, and appreciating and acknowledging Rock Keys. Then you get to the last song, Jackson. Um, this Jackson obviously produces track and um, yeah, he was just in the room and you know he just was playing this I can't hide no more. I'm done. And I thought it would go well to set the next album. So um when you hear the next album, pay attention to this track right here. Pay attention to this track. When you, before you listen to when the next album drops, make sure you listen to Jackson first because Jackson, the track will give you context to the first song on the next album. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a a blessing to be able to make this album. You know, it was definitely different. Um, it definitely was definitely has a different sound. Um, I always get that a lot from people that they haven't really heard music that sounds like mine's. And um, that makes me feel good, not like ego wise, but it makes me feel good to know that um, I am obeying God, that I am following his blueprint for what he wants me to do with this gift, that I'm not um, trying to sound like Travis Scott or trying to make a sound that's easy on y'all ears that I'm doing what he's telling me to do, you know? So when, when someone tells me never heard something like this before, that lets me know that I'm on his path, that he's having his way with this ministry. Um, new single, new single just dropped. Um, I call it the Lou Gehrig pack because it's a four pack. He was number four. Anywho, um, it's four new songs. They're untitled and they're just songs just pouring out my heart as usual, you know, just talking about where I've been mentally, you know, what I've been, you know, dealing with and just navigating through. And um, yeah, so look up Nat Freeman untitled. You can look it up on any platform, anywhere that you get your music from. And uh, let me know how you feeling about it. Um, yeah, I love you all. I thank you all for continuing to support this ministry, this podcast. I can't thank you enough. Um, my, the rhythm to the show is all over the place, but y'all still show love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is episode 86, and you start to think about, man, like, if the Lord spares me to make it to 100 episodes, that's going to be crazy. What should I do? And the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, we'll figure out when we get there. Um, as always, man, please keep myself and my family in prayer. Um, just keep people in prayer, man. Um, we do a lot of gossiping. We do a lot of talking about people. We do a lot of, that person crazy. That person this, that person that. And there's a reason why everyone is the way they is, you know. Um, we could be so self-involved, right? We got every we got every excuse and every reason for why we fall short, for why we do this, why we do that. But 
we don't think about other people like that. We just think of they're just ridiculous. They're just this. They're just that. But there's a reason why that particular coworker um, is a pain in the butt. There's a particular reason why, you know, like there was a I was talking to uh, one of my coworkers and we were talking about this person and how they always uh, want to let you know, like, like, like we could be like, yeah, um, we're about to go do this project. And this person will intervene and be like, oh, yeah, I did 101 hour. And um, what I was telling my coworkers that it used to be annoying to me. But what I realized is that this person is probably someone who didn't hear their parents say good job enough. And then, and that they're proud of them. And, you know, I, I, me being a father, you know, uh, when I, when I tell my son, good job, even a one-year-old, you know, you look at your children, when you tell them good job, they just light up. They just light up. They just, it's all, it's, it's, it means the world to them. And so, I just want to tell you parents out there, whatever you say about your kids to other people, whatever you say about your kids on on the internet, say it to their face. Let them hear it. You know, like I have to remind myself that I can't just always condemn my children, you know? And And then you wonder why your kid is so scared, why your kid has no confidence because all they hear is, I can't, they can't do this. They can't do that. You're, 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 you're a dummy. You're this, you're that. They need to hear affirming words. You know, um, we are given the authority. And I think that when we think of authority, we think of um, telling them what to do. We think of um, bossing around, but authority also means that you have the authority in their life to uplift them. And so, yeah, like this morning, um, I was just quizzing my son and um, I just told him, good job, you know, good job, um, you know, on, you know, just his continued growth in his in his walk. You know, he's seven years old. I'm not expecting him to just wake up and be a Jesus freak and to have it all together. That's not realistic because that's not me. Right. Like, and so uh, let your kids know that you that you love them, that you appreciate them. Let, you know, let them know. Good job. You know, um, it's so easy to just pounce on them for all the wrongdoing. Let them know they're doing a great job. Um, I had another thought that slipped my mind. But uh, yeah, you know, just let your kids know, you know, affirm them. You know, I can't tell you how many times that. I overhear people say such beautiful things or such kind things about their kids on the internet or um, in conversation with other people, but their kids have never heard it and their kids don't feel that. You know what I'm saying? So just think about that, man. Think about that. Think about that. Um, Think about that. It's real humbling, man. It's real humbling. Um, real humbling. One thing that I was thinking about today is that uh, I was thinking 
would we be able to live up to the expectations and standards that we set for other people if we put them on ourselves? I think about how we expect people to know everything we think in. We expect people to be considerate. We expect people to be without a flaw. But then with us, there's all kind of space to fall short. You know, we have all these sayings of guys working on me. My grandma was a crackhead, this and that. But we don't extend the same grace to other people, right? You know, we we, we tend to think that it's unique to us. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, like just returning to City Church. Um, when I talk to people, there's so many things that people are going through. And I think about um, there's certain people I've talked to where it's like, from afar, you look at them and you judge them, then you talk to them. It's like these people have been molested. These people have been through different things. And it's like, oh my geez. Oh my geez. Like I I I totally missed it, right? And so just ask yourself. You know, because we 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 like to lie to ourselves, right? Like we're very aware of what we do. We're very aware of what we do, but we like to we like to lie to ourselves. So ask yourself: the standard that you set for your friends, your family, your church, your coworkers, um, your partners, your your business partners, whoever. If you set that same expectation for yourself, do you think that you can meet that? There's this big lack of humility, man. If we were honest with ourselves and we saw ourselves for who we really were instead of who we portray ourselves to be or who we think we are, um, we would treat people so differently. We would extend so much grace because we understand who we are. Once again, when I talk about, um, once again, when I talk about being someone who was so horrible that Jesus had to die for me, my wife is always like, man, like you're patient with this younger generation. And it's a no-brainer for me because look at how patient Jesus was with me. How he how patient he is with me. You know? Um when I, when I mentor certain people that are 24, 23, 25, they're I didn't I didn't the answers I have at 31 aren't the answers that I have now at 24. The knowledge, the experience I have now. It's not the knowledge experience I had then. So I have to extend grace as they work those things, as they grow through those things, you know. Um, that would be ridiculous for me to expect someone at 23 to know and to do and respond and to think the way I think. It's just not realistic, you know. And so, but that comes from knowing me, knowing, remembering what I what, what I was like when I was 24, 23. Maybe maybe it's hard for some people to remember, but I remember the stuff that I was on when I was that age, what I was doing, how, how I was. I remember what Jesus did for me. Now the day goes by that I forget. But let me stop, man. This podcast is going long. Man, this is your boy, Natty Free. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for listening to episode 86. I will catch y'all next week if it's in God's plans. Yee-hee!
Gospel. Through him, everything is possible. He was there for the impossible. Brother, hold his daughter. What do I say? Yes, all I could do is pray. It's not enough to say everything will be okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Believe me when I say. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed.